0: This is the Horse Radio Network.
1: This is episode 422 of the Dressage Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network, brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products and Totalsaddlefit.com. Tonight we are going to interview Bridget Hay about breeding, training, and competing her stallion Phelan. Also, Aaron Freeman is going to join us for a great trainer tip.
2: Stanfield from Georgetown, Kentucky.
1: And this is Philip Parks from Rockwood, Ontario, and you're listening to the Dressage Radio Show. Hey Reed.
2: Well hello, Phil. How are you today?
1: Doing good. What's what's up with you?
2: What's up? We've just been training like crazy this week. It's been a big <laughs> week for us. Not gonna lie. I've been training, and that was sort of the goal this summer. And, and the boys and the boys and I are a little sore and tired. I won't lie, but it's all very good, and they're doing great. How about you? What have you been up
1: to? Um, actually, this is a bit of a slower week for me. So, um, you know, we've been working on a few things. Um, you know, cleaning up the tests. You know, getting prepared for the next show. But uh, I'm actually taking Friday off. We're going to go visit my wife's family. In the nation's capital, and, uh, you know, that's about it. We're, I think everybody's getting prepared. You're Canada's going, going to be what, a, is,
2: what is the nation's capital in Canada?
1: Just what, what is the nation's capital? You don't know?
2: Uh,
1: uh, it's Ottawa. It's Ottawa, just so you know.
2: Yeah, I was like, maybe not. I was going to Google it that's, super that's fast. That's about but...
1: five hours from where, where I live. It's uh, in, you know, kind of up more northern uh, northeastern Ontario, and uh, it's where the Parliament is, and all of our, you know, it's our capital. It's, it's, you know, yeah, and, and, and are there,
2: I would assume that there's a lot of uh, museums, and tell us a little bit about Ottawa. I don't know anything about Ottawa.
1: Ottawa, Ottawa has, yeah, I mean, a lot of the culture things, um, like you said, museums, and it uh, is the home of the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. They have their main <gasps> headquarters there. Um, if anyone's ever you know kind of seen the the musical ride, which is like a giant quadrille of like I don't know, it must be like thirty horses or so. Um, you know where they're all the 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 mounted police are in their you know all Canada garb. They wear the, the red jackets, right? And, and then so they, cool. Yeah, that's sort yeah. of an interesting thing. We should uh, maybe pursue that for if not our show for the, oh, yeah, for that network the great. the Mounties, you know. Yes. Uh,
3: because so they breed their that. own,
1: kind of, they have their own kind of breeding program. Really? They, they train well. riders. So, uh, in a, in almost all cases, the riders, you know, have, are are police officers that then um, qualify and, and uh, apply to become part of the the, the the They call it the musical ride, and that's so cool. you know they, they learn to ride through through the the police, and, and that's kind of cool.
2: That's so cool! Oh my god, I love it. Yes, we should. I think we should go there.
1: Should go. Field trip bit.
2: for the I'll dressage radio show. I love it. Yeah. Oh my god, that's so cool. Well, I hope you so guys. So our have country a really is going to be 150
1: years old, like, like I said, yes. in a couple in a couple of weeks. So that's uh, that's kind of a big deal. Um, it's being you know being promoted a lot, and so oh, I bet
2: there's going to be lots uh, of parties and barbecues. Well, it's not going to be. Yeah,
1: that's not going to be this weekend. We're going early so that we kind of miss. Yes. That <laughs> festivities
2: yes probably good yeah. it, hopefully it'll yeah, be set it's not up the and reason ready we're going
1: there we're, we're you know kind of going there to see family or whatever so it's not you know it's like uh you know we're not there for. i have been there for canada day before and it's crazy and you know there's huge um fireworks and you know and big concerts and stuff that's going to be going on next week and so i just want a, a quiet week away I, I think that's our plan yeah
2: week away awesome so, well that enjoy for sure for yeah. sure, I love it. Well, we also got some really good news today um, about a friend, Olivia lugoy Welts and Laura Grace, both friends of the show. So how did they do in Rotterdam?
1: Well, it's Laura, won, Laura yeah. won the Grand Prix. Yeah, yeah I'm just uh, looking for a score here. Anyways, Laura Grace is first. We know that for sure. Um, the Dutch rider, Madeline witte is second. And then Olivia lugoy Welts is third. Um, let's see who else is showing in this competition. Oh, Casey Perry Glass, right? Was, was actually right? ninth in this show. Um, a lot of big, big scores here all hmm. the way to 10th. They were above 70%. So, uh, um, that's pretty fantastic. That's awesome. So congratulations. That's... It looks like, looks like the USA is, uh, is in, in first right now for the, uh, nation's cup. And, um, you know, those yeah, are that's next, good results, really big yeah, results. Yeah, I
2: snagged the scores. Laura Graves was a 79.460, and Olivia lugoy weltz on Lenoir was a 74.580, and that's her personal best. And Casey Perry, yeah, Casey Perry on Dublay is 71.560. And uh, we're super happy for all those girls. They've all been on the show and great friends of ours. So uh, super pumped for them. So we are working on trying to get them on for next week. Can't promise anything because they're training, but it, we would love to get them on. So, um, But we've got a great show today. We're really looking forward to today. Uh, we're going to have Bridget Hay on. She's our next guest after this commercial, and she's got a great story with her stallion Phelan.
0: This Nutrition Minute is brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products, the company that simplifies your search for research-proven nutritional supplements at kppusa.com.
4: The horse that matters to you matters to Kentucky Performance Products. Electrolytes. Who needs them? Your horse, that's who. Electrolytes perform critical functions within your horse's body. They help regulate nerve and muscle functions by carrying electrical impulses between cells. In addition, electrolytes assist the body in maintaining a healthy fluid balance by controlling your horse's desire to drink. When your horse loses significant amounts of electrolytes and fluids, problems such as dehydration, muscle cramping, fatigue, tying up, and colic may occur. Even in mild forms, these conditions can have a negative impact on your horse's ability to perform and recover after exercise. Top riders and veterinarians turn to Summer Games Electrolyte to keep their horse healthy in hot weather, and you can too. Summer Games replenishes the electrolytes and trace minerals lost when your horse sweats. And it stimulates the thirst response so your horse continues to drink and stay properly hydrated. So when the going gets hot, trust Summer Games Electrolyte from Kentucky Performance Products to protect your horse.
0: This Nutritional Minute has been brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products. You can find all of their terrific products at kppusa.com.
2: Night, we are so happy to have Bridget Hay, FEI rider, trainer, breeder from New Jersey, on the program. Bridget, welcome to the show. How are you guys? We are so happy to have you, and I've known you, you and I met. Uh, a couple years ago, when we were both doing the six-year-old championships in Chicago, and I've been, you know, we we became friends, and I've been following you on Facebook and seeing how you and your stallion have been doing. And uh, you guys made it to the national championships this year at Intermediate One, and. I didn't realize that you bred him. You have done everything with this guy. So that was what we wanted to talk about is what is it like to sort of start a horse like that from the beginning and get him to the national championships?
5: It's, it's awesome. It's, it's very, I find it pretty. Yeah. I mean, it was very cool. It's very rewarding when you've had them since absolute day they were born. Like, and I had, you know, Phelan was the second brother I had of that full, like I had two full brothers and the horse, you might not know, the horse before him, Fitz was my, to me, he was my horse of a lifetime and I lost him in three years in September and he was a full brother to Phelan and I lost him as an 11 year old right before he was like ready to do the Grand Prix and that was to and I would have done anything to save him and Phelan when Fitz was five, we realized how nice he was and it's just that's when I went, huh, and I kept we recreated that cross and Phalen is a proud oh. of that cross. This is why we left the stallion because we realized how nice Fitz was. And I had kind of regrets that he was gelding. So that's how Phelan came to be. And he has really kind of stepped up to the plate and filled his older brother's shoes now. So
1: Can yeah, yeah sorry. Uh, Bridget, old, can you tell us a little bit about uh the mare and the bloodlines and the choice? of the breeding when you oh, did it sure. the first time and kind of why you think it works so well. Just give us a little bit of, of from the breeder so perspective, what's what led to the decision to, uh, to make this pair and to make, to make these two horses. Yeah. yeah.
5: So Ming, their, their mother, Wyoming was by a stallion named Velt Stern, who was um, by Velt Az. And Velt Az was the sire of Anki's, Anki's old horse Bonfire. That's the mare line of, yeah, of them both, out of this, you know, that's the mare line of my horse, of Salem. And they're by a stallion named Freestyle, who stands, well, no, he, he just died last year, actually, um, in Vancouver, Canada right now, is who owned him the last number of years. Um, Jennifer Arnold owned him the last number of years. He's a son of and uh, What is Freestyle's dam line? I want to say it's like, it starts with a P, Pylocks or something. It's not P-loads, so because that's jumper. I can't remember the damn line. But he's a floor sense son and they look like that, like the classic floor sense. And they have such incredible work ethics. I don't know if you've worked with them before, but I love their work ethics. Those horses, Fitz and Phelan, the one thing about them both is that every time we go down center line, those horses try harder for me. They give me everything. And Phelan, like, he has a heart of gold. He never says no. And he is just so rock solid for me. And I love showing him because I know when I go in the ring, he's going to try his hardest for me. Yeah, that's incredible. And you really have done so
2: well with him. And this year was a big year for him, wasn't it? What was kind of the the or the or lead up to this year where you made to the national championships at small tour level?
5: Uh, last year, yeah. So this year I decided, you know, we did Devin last year, which was our very first CDI. Uh, he did the Pre-St. George and I won and he placed in the top 10 out of like 30 horses, I think, um, in the I won and he was only seven years old then. And then we did Kentucky. I think I saw you actually. At yep. the US finals. Yeah. Yeah. National we did the Pre-St. George and I won in, in Kentucky last year. And my goal this year was to go to Florida and to do TDIs and kind of see where it led. It was my really first year ever doing TDIs, um, and his too, his, I mean, he's just eight, so we were both kind of green at it, and it's a whole different league in the CDI ring, (laughs) but it's awesome, and to me, like, the only way to get better is to compete against the best, and you go from, like, you know, we were doing okay in the national ring, we'd also, you know, he'd win a bit, and then he'd go in the CDI ring, and you're lucky when you're, you know, we were in the middle of the pack, but at least we weren't (laughs) last, But like, yeah, you know, it it's the only way to get better. I mean,
2: and Bridget, tell us what is different about like it is a totally different league. So tell us what do you mean by that? Like, what is the difference between sort of the national and the CDI level
5: there? They well, the judging is tougher. They nitpick everything, which by well they should, you know. Um, they'll be like, you weren't your peer. You didn't. You didn't. What did they write? <laughs> your pirouette for you know we're not clear enough of like what where you were going like they want it so clear and like I I get you know I know it just made me a better rider made me really plan every time you ride where you start your changes where you position everything the quality of the trot the whole time try to maintain that cadence the whole time which is easier said than done (laughs) yeah (laughs) for sure especially a younger horse yeah Exactly. And soft, and soft and through. And the biggest challenge that we were having was, you know, he's so young. It was before he turned eight, and he'd get tired. And one time we wound up doing two CDIs back to back in Florida, which was a lot because, you know, we were there on Wednesday through Sunday because they made—I don't know if you saw—they made the I one freestyle mandatory in Florida, so we were supposed we had to do it every show. Mm-hmm. And of course I go to Florida. Um, quite honestly, if you want to know the truth, I'd never ridden a freestyle in my life. Mm-hmm. Not even at like first level of a schooling show. I'd never done a freestyle. <laughs> so <laughs>
4: I, I, Sorry. I, I <laughs> went
5: in the worst, okay? Like, because when I saw like that the national championships was at Gladstone, I was like, Oh my god, that would be such a dream come true, right? To try to qualify But I don't want to get too ahead of myself here, right? Let's just go see how we do in Florida, like one step at a time here. We need to go train. We need to go work with the best down there, get some help, and see how we do. Just get our feet wet in the TDI ring and, you know, see if it's even a possibility. So I had a freestyle in the works, but I've never ridden one, so Boy was I surprised when we found out that we had to show and I was like, "Oh my god, I'm doing it in a week in a CDI, uh, with nothing like Trial by Fire." Okay, so that's how that went, and it was okay. How, and
1: well, how did it fun. go though? How did, Yeah, yeah. How, like, that First freestyle. It
5: was okay, like we were in the upper sixties, we placed, and it wasn't that bad. Like, and I came out the ring, and I was like, "You yeah, know, that was fun. I don't know what I was just doing, but that was really fun." And it, you know, it was fine. Like, it was actually worked out considering I had never written a style ever. Um, it was good. It was good. We actually, you know, we it's not like we ever forgot a movement or because I know you can do that or, you know, do a double pirouette and get yourself eliminated. We didn't do anything like that. So it was, um, it was fun. But yeah, a little stressful right there. <laughs> I was yeah. like trying to learn it and try to get the music. And yeah, I do find that like the quality of the writing when you start riding, a freestyle kinda of goes out the window because you're trying to stay with the music. I'm like, are we walking? Oh crap, walk next. Like you know, it's a little bit yeah, like yeah. yeah. It's it's hard to like have it as fluid when you're also listening to the music, like are are we ahead of it? We're slow. Oh god, you know <laughs> yeah, but yeah. It was fun. it's
4: hard, yeah. It was, were, it was yeah. fun. Yeah.
5: But yeah, oh, so that was just
1: a matter of practice, right?
5: hmm Yes, it was a matter of practice. And then so then after I had Florida we did the three CDIs there. And like I said, I was managing I was learning how to manage him as we went at the show because he would get tired and he was, you know, he's young. So that was a lot of showing for him. And the yeah. other riders in the CDI I have to say, were absolutely awesome. They were, they kind of like took me under and helped me so much. They were like, there should be a CDI handbook. And I was like, oh my God, that would be great. Because they were helping me with what to give him. What was, you know, like what they give their horses that helps with muscle recovery, but what's legal because obviously you can't give anything really in this eye barn, but just like supplements and stuff like that that helped them their muscles to recover. Um, they would lend me their massage blanket, like when his back would get sore and Yeah, they were so helpful. Like. Thank yeah. God! I was so That's
2: glad. Nice which is true, yeah. Which have is
1: have a community, right? Yeah,
2: which is true. I think at the CDI level, in some ways, it's a little bit more like that. Actually, I always found the CDI was easier than the national level um,
5: because everybody. is. Camp- I had like mm-hmm. who was our best riders in the country helping me. Like they were awesome. They were fantastic, and I was so lucky to be stable with them all. And they were they you never know, would go watch each other, and then then it was great because at Gladstone, I was with the same group again. So it felt like all of them, I was like, I'm like home and you're all here. This is great, you know. So it was was like a reunion, it felt like then at Gladstone with them all. So it was really fun. Yeah.
2: And how was the national championship? Is that your first time competing
5: there? Yeah, that was my very first time. And Gladstone is so historic. I mean, it's such a gorgeous barn and so and it's you know i grew up going there as a kid because uh, i'm local here we would go every year and watch you know the national championships and back then it was show jumping and dressage and combined driving all at once it was a huge event like they would bust people in and of course as a kid we'd go there and you know everyone was in awe of it and you would dream of riding there so to actually qualify for it when it's in new jersey in my backyard was a really big deal and Everyone's like, you have the loudest cheering crowd because I'm a hometown person. Like everybody I know came because they were so like excited that we were there. So yeah, it was it was it was so much fun. Like my up to Gladstone. and I'm like, I'm not coming here. I don't expect to win. I'm just so happy I'm here. That was just like, I've already there. won. I'm here. That was my goal. So <laughs> yeah, it was it was a blast. It was just fun. And then I w- at the end of the day, Sunday. I was like, okay, guys, I'm going home. I could just and they're like you're that close I'm like yeah I'm only a half an hour away so yep <laughs>
4: yeah well there you go very handy
5: uh, and I yeah it was so much fun and I did wind up doing try on right before to get to, to try to pull up my scores because I was it was close you know and I really was like you know I'm I did not feel solid enough that I would get the invitation because I knew where I was ranked so but I also knew that my horse felt that much stronger and better after Florida so I kind of figured it was worth a shot to go to try on to try to pull up my score a little bit which it it did um to make it to Gladstone so uh I was it was a lot it was a lot of traveling but it was fun I mean it was awesome to see Tryon too so and it helped me to make it to my goal which was Gladstone so yeah
2: that's fantastic so but, what's next where do you and Fallon go next
5: I know right what's next <laughs> I feel like so he's, this summer, we're mostly just training for the, you know, to move him up, hopefully eventually the Grand Prix. I don't know if that was going to be next year or not. Um, but this fall, my plan is to do Devon and the Sogarties back to back, um, the Devon CDI small tour and same thing at Nita, which is in Sogarties. I think instead of regionals because that's we can't do both up there because it's the same days. So I think I'll put him in the CDI and I'll show a young horse in the regional championships instead. But, um, yeah, but I'm kind of bummed because that means he doesn't get to go to the U S you know, it, I won't see, you know, he won't go to Kentucky this year then in the U S finals if I don't do regionals, but that's okay. Yeah. I so, know we'll miss you. I know. Well, I might be out there with another horse probably just not with him.
1: <laughs> yeah, you just, so, yeah. you, I you can I only fit so much in, right?
5: I know I can only fit so much in, and then I'm also toying with the idea because he's doing really well. the you know the piazza and the passage are coming, and now that I'm not showing, I can work on the ones, and I you know when I'm showing, I can't show the ones because then when I start to do twos, you know they start to do ones mm. <laughs> mhm now that I'm showing I can train the ones again i I never touched on them all through Florida because I was like, it's gonna throw us up. So now I'm starting to work on that stuff again. and he um I'm tempted to maybe like late summer do a national like i a or b. I don't know where we were at. He's getting there, so cool we'll that's fantastic that's good.
1: that's good.
6: yeah, so getting so getting
1: fun. back to the breeding thing a little bit, like when you ride and train these horses that you kind of homebred, um mm-hmm. do you ever think about like, oh, well, that he gets that from his mother or he gets that from his from his father and try and you know, relate that at all? Does that enter your mind?
5: Oh, yeah. Um, and I see similarities in a lot of them. So because I have a couple, I have right now, I've got four by the same, all by his dad.
4: i got style. four by
5: that. Yeah. Dad. yeah. yeah. Four freestyles right now. And they, I have to say, every one of them has a great mind and work ethic. Some of them get a little bit, like a little bit hotter, a little lookier, you know, will a bit just look at things. But at a horse show, I do find that they're if they look at things a little bit at home, those same ones at the show don't don't because at the horse shows they always look to me, which is so nice. So they totally have complete trust in the rider. So even if they're a little looky at things, they're not at the show. They they're totally with me, even if they're a bit. Scared of something, although my stallion—he doesn't look at anything. He's like unflappable, which is so cool. <laughs> he just like <laughs> doesn't care. Is,
1: is he also a breeding stallion, or do you just have him as a stallion? I have
5: not bred him yet because okay. I'm, he's so good. I don't. I'm so afraid. One day I I, I want to breed him, but I'm so worried. Like it could change him. I'm a little paranoid about that. So I'll breed <laughs> him eventually. And I've a lot of people ask me, and I'm like, but I, I will be kicking myself if it changed anything. And he. Is so good. And he has such an awesome work ethic and he never looks at other horses in the ring or anything that I'm just so worried that it could change that. Cause right now for me, he's a show horse first and foremost, really? you know? Mm-hmm. So and he can do yeah. that later in life.
4: <laughs> I love <laughs> it.
5: Yeah. Well, Bridget, so. thank you so
2: much for coming on the program and talking to us about your story. How can our listeners find you online?
5: Uh, mainly on my my Facebook page, I just have a personal page with my name, Bridget Hay, and it's less public. Um, I don't have a website or my email, which is Bridget, B-R-I-D-G-E-T dot Hay, H-A-Y, at hotmail.com. You can get me that way, too. So, Or you could private message me. Fantastic. Thanks
2: Facebook. so much, Bridget. Thank you so much for having me, you guys. It was fun. Well, Phil, we've got a slight revision from uh, last week's discussion with Sarah Geeky, which I thought was fantastic and really informative for me as well. Um, but Sarah did mention in the interview um, that we, we need to, to look
1: up. Yeah, yep. we had to look up the the precise details about the turn on the haunches and the size of the turn on the haunches. That's that's uh, described in the rules. So, yes. Reese, you looked it so, up and you found it. I did. Uh,
2: well, Sarah, I will say Sarah actually looked it up and Facebooked <laughs> me. So, um, I but was the turn of the too,
1: I couldn't I can. Yeah,
2: uh, it was hard. I looked it up too. I couldn't find it. So she, she had her. She has the judges' books, and she was able to find it. Um, and the turn of the haunches has a one meter radius that the hind legs can make. So okay. that is that clarification. So uh, that was a great you're aiming for. Yep, that's true. So usually I, mean. I
1: tell my my second level people that if it's two meters, three meters, it's fine. Just keep the quality of the walk, keep the mm-hmm. concept of the walk pirouette correct. Mm-hmm. You know, without you know, without losing the rhythm and 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 you can work towards making it smaller and smaller yes. towards oh, wow. um, really towards nice. a pirouette, which is basically no meters radius, right? Right
4: so,
2: the size of it. Yes, exactly.
1: Bigger so, so, is okay, but one meter is perfect, right?
4: Meters.
2: One meter is perfect. So, fantastic. <laughs> well, we are going to come back um, now with our Total Saddle Fit tip of the week. Hope you enjoy.
0: This week's dressage training tip is brought to you by Total Saddle Fit, home of the shoulder relief Girth at totalsaddlefit.com.
2: Well for this week's total saddle fit tip of the week we have Erin Friedman she is an FEI rider and trainer but also a three star event rider and she's worked in Germany with Ingrid Klemke. and she is going to go over cavalettis. Erin welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. We are this is this is a big topic actually and we're so happy to have you on because you're going to know exactly what's going on and sort of help us or start us through cavaletti's 101 when do you use them how do you pre- how do you prepare them all of that stuff all right
6: well i think they're excellent so if you um if you need to break up the dressage routine they're an excellent source to just give your horse a little bit of break from their daily routine it also gets them moving super nice and loose to their body and it's also a form of strength training so there's so many things like endless amounts of things you can do with cavalettis and um learning from ingrid was just about the coolest thing in the world um, she is a master at it um as was her father and it's so cool to see her in action um and she incorporates them every week into her work uh both on the lunge line and off so the best way to introduce um cavaletti is to start just Start simply with them on the ground um all the way rolled all the way down, so there's there's so many types out there. I'm just gonna go with the basic um you know the the basic uh the basic cavaletti that has an X on both sides that has about three different heights. Start with them completely on the ground, and if your horse has never gone over one, the best thing to do is just walk them back and forth over it until they're comfortable. And you do that at the trot and at the canter, just getting them super comfortable. And then the, the then you just add them slowly um, in, and incorporate it in your workout. And one of my favorite, favorite exercises, and this is, like I said, this is a little bit more advanced, um, but this is something to work up to, is having trot pole cavalettis on a 20 meter circle and having three canter pole cavalettis on a circle. And they don't even have to be raised for this exercise. Um, you can start with them on the ground and maybe have four trot poles and three canter poles. And like I said, Adam, them one at a time while you get your horse used to it. Uh, and the, and it's an amazing exercise. Have the horse trot the trot poles and then do a transition to canter to do the canter poles and then back to trot over the trot poles. And the rideability you get out of that exercise is absolutely phenomenal. Um, I do it with both my horses on the lunge and under saddle and start teaching them from youngsters. And if you ever just need, Uh, a break from your routine to do some rideability and strength training, that is an excellent exercise. And there's so many different things you can do with it. So Um, so,
1: I I was going to ask you about spacing, walk spacing, trot spacing, canter spacing.
6: Okay. Yep. So, um, so the, the, the way I have learned to measure it is um, through meters, but you can also translate that into feet when you are doing Tanner um Cavaletti's, and say so you have them on a 20-meter circle, then the inside should be two meters and the outside should be three meters. Um for me that's basically two big walk steps on the inside and three big walk steps um on the outside. And then for the um for the trot poles, you want to think about maybe uh one point like between one point two and one point five meters in between each trot pole. And uh, again for me I too one foot in front of the other and it takes me um it takes me uh five and a half steps so for a normal person i would say about five steps um yeah, i think it's a, i think it's about foot. four
1: i don't have especially big feet but i usually try and do about four
6: yeah four and for, yeah
1: for thigh, I would yeah
6: say four. Yep. yeah so and that walk? that's
1: sorry walk
6: and for, oh, for walk for walk cavalities. um then i do about uh so for me i do 0.9 meters for the walk um, and you can, if you want it, say you have a horse that has a very, you want to either lengthen this walk or shorten this walk. You can play with the spacing of those. So make it down to like maybe 0.8 if you need to shorten it up or grow it to one meter. If you need to lengthen the walk stride out. But, uh, I also walk cavalities are super, say you have a horse that kind of rushes in the walk and gets a little bit quick. Um, put a couple walk cavalities in your path to slow them down rather than having to use your reins to slow them down. And it, it does help
2: yep. a lot. Yeah, no, yep. for sure. No, that's fantastic. So just go over those real quick again. Canter is yes. how many meters? The, the spacing. Okay, mm-hmm. so the canter
6: poles, um, if you if you want to have them, so basically three meters if they're on a straight line. But if you have them on a 20-meter circle so that you're, the inside would be closer, the outside would be a little bit further apart, it would be two meters on the inside and three meters on the outside. Um, okay. which ends up being about two two big steps and on the inside um, and then three big steps on the outside of a human footstep.
2: Perfect trot.
6: So for trot, you want them to be around 1.5 meters so that ends up being about uh, if you put toe to toe, toe to heel um, five steps toe to heel if you have bigger feet than four steps toe to heel but 1.5 meters in measurement um, and then for walk should be about 0.9 meters. Um, Perfect. and like I said, you can lengthen or shorten that given
2: what you need to do in the exercise. Got it. So when you talk about the height of the Cavalettis, you know, normally, like you said, the, the Cavalettis have three heights and yep. when do you, when do you change the height? I mean, when do you decide like, okay, you know, I'm going to use the middle or the higher section, which for me, looks like a jump. I'm just saying. <laughs> <It's
4: kind of> <laughs> <jumpy>. <laughs> so I
6: was going to say that definitely depends on you as the rider. Um. I, I tend to, so say uh, if you have a horse that's very earthbound, you're going to, you're going to want to eventually get to the point where you can lift that up to the higher, the highest part so that you get them to lift through their shoulders and it, um, you know, lift through their hind end and lift through their shoulders without having to do it yourself, let the Cavaletti do the work. But um, I do... Really recommend everyone to start with it completely on the ground especially if you if you haven't done it before um and once they're comfortable you just slowly build like you would for jumping just slowly build into the next step and then to the next step now when you're doing trot poles most of the time you you just stay it at the medium i would say at the medium height like either the lowest or the medium height the canner poles are really fun when you put them all the way up uh, there's, more, there's for, more jump in the canner
1: for erin for <laughs> And so maybe. Right. Yeah, yeah, that was really fun. Just right. doing, yeah, really yeah just
2: doing jumpy. That's jumpy. That's jumpiness. <laughs> jumping. That's jumping. That's uh, that's jumping. And, <laughs> no. and I, 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 can't
6: reiterate it enough. You know, it's an exercise to get your horse to move through their body stronger and confident. So if the height frightens you as a rider, definitely start it lower so that you don't end up pulling on your horse and you know getting all worried because that would defeat the purpose of the exercise. Because um, you really want the horse to do, you want the horse to, to kind of do the work and figure it out. Um, you as the rider just stay balanced and stay put um, to try and keep the rhythm of the horse. But,
3: so,
6: Erin, yeah, when,
1: when you were, sorry, I was going to ask you, when you were in Germany, and, you know, obviously Ingrid does this, you know, you're doing this every week. Was there any kind of surprising results that you got from horses that you were riding or, what, or any experiences from what you saw that was like, Oh, I, I didn't. You know, I didn't know that that just doing Cavalettis would fix this or solve that. Was there any of, the, of those experiences that you could relate to us?
6: Yeah, absolutely. So the big, so one thing is how happy it made the horses. They loved it. Um, so it ended up being a really fun day. I saw it change horses' flying changes drastically. Um, and another really cool exercise that was set up, um, which might be a little hard to describe over the radio, but was having the in a little bit of a wide v and i saw it immensely help horses pirouette work because they used the catalettis and incorporated it in the pirouette work which was really neat but what what i saw is it gave horses a chance to um happily move through their body without you know too much influence of the rider and just basically give them something else to do so what the biggest greatest result were the next day and then yeah. making, and probably, I'd say the ease, the coolest thing also too is like the ease of the transitions because we did so much transitions in the Cavaletti. And um, especially even if you have your horse do it on the lunch, it is amazing to get on
2: afterwards and how nice and through the transitions that up being That sounds
1: Fantastic. amazing. <laughs>
2: So, Erin, if you were just to kind of give somebody a kind of a fun beginner exercise, like, okay, yep. tomorrow we're gonna go out and we're gonna, and, and let's say the horse already knows how to go over poles, so we've kind of got okay. gone through that stage. Give us a mm-hmm. one or two exercises that we could use. All right, does the rider go through poles too, or just the horse? Yeah, the rider goes through poles. Yeah, rider okay. can go through poles. and Everybody's horse can good. Go poles. Yeah, okay. everybody <laughs> can go over. Yes, maybe not jump, but over. Okay. So, yeah, what would be a fun exercise? So, honestly,
6: what I would simply do is put um, – I would put three to four trot poles on a 20-meter circle and have the rider stay right in the middle on the 20-meter circle. And that would be their goal to not let the horse drift left or right in the trot poles. Um, and then uh, in between, even without canner cavaletti, pick up the canner on the open end and then back to trot and then pick up the, the canner on the open end. So, that would be one simple starting exercise. Um, and, and do that with the trot holes on the ground. Like you don't even have to have them raised, but, uh, so that's one, another one that I love, even for my dressage horses, um, is just simply set a rail, like down the long side, do, you know, set a rail and set them, you know, you can do anything. You can do 24 feet apart. You can do 36 feet apart. And then canner through them and see if you can change the striding by, you know, by collecting them or making them lengthen and see if you can just get them to open and close their canner and and kind of play a game with yourself and count. Can I get four strides? Can I get five? Can I get six? Um, And, you know, it's not that you need to change the poles. You just leave them there and just kind of play with how many strides you get in between, uh, which is another really fun, uh, you know, fun kind of just carefree exercise that gets you thinking, gets your horse thinking and um, kind of just a different approach to working with a canner.
2: I love it. That is so cool. Well, Erin, thank you so much for coming on the show tonight and talking to us about Cavalades. This has been a huge question and you are just the perfect person to answer it. So how can our listeners find you online? Um, they can find me via email, which is ebfriedman at
6: gmail.com, and then on Facebook uh, under Aaron Brooke Friedman or EBF Courthorses. Uh, I have a Facebook page for my business as well, and I have a website that
2: is EBF dot Awesome. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for coming on. And you are great. We're, we've got you on your commute on a ferry ride. So you've been perfect <laughs> to, to do it. I don't think we've ever done an interview with someone on a ferry before. So that's pretty fun. Well, it made it much
6: more enjoyable. So, thank
2: you. <laughs> Excellent. Well, have a good night. Thanks, Erin. Thank you. You too.
0: This tip was brought to you by Total Saddle Fit, the
3: shoulder relief girth that Reese and Philip both love. And here's why. The saddle fit solution you have been waiting for is finally here. Totalsaddlefit.com is proud to introduce the shoulder relief girth. This strategically shaped girth actually moves the girth line of your saddle back over one inch, thereby freeing your horse's shoulders from the saddle. Traditional girths pull saddles up against a horse's shoulders and often over the top of the shoulders. The shoulder relief girths, recessed ends, allow for the billets to buckle into the girth farther back to give your horse unparalleled freedom of motion. We are so certain that your saddle will fit better and your horse will be more comfortable that for a limited time we are offering a 30-day, 110% money-back guarantee. If you are not totally satisfied with your shoulder relief girth, send it back for a full refund plus 10% of the purchase price. Don't wait. Order now for the best saddle fit solution available.
0: At Totalsaddlefit.com. Visit Totalsaddlefit.com.
2: Well, as always, everybody keep the emails and Facebook shout outs coming. We love them. And uh, we always enjoy We've got a few uh, in the queue that we will get to in the next couple weeks. Uh, and, uh, and as always, you can find our show notes and links to today's guests on our website, dressageradio.com. Like us on Facebook, just search Dressage Radio Show. Follow us on Twitter at Horse Radio. My website is maplecrestfarmky.com, and my email is reese at horseradionetwork.com.
1: I think the best way to find me is on Facebook, or my email is philip at horseradionetwork.com. I'd like to thank our sponsors this week for allowing us to put on a good show, and don't forget to check out all the other shows on the Horse Radio Network at horseradionetwork.com.
2: Everybody, keep your heels down and your shoulders back, and we'll talk to you next week.